Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio.
I feel you on that one. <laughs> yeah. One of those days okay. now. <laughs> you got any what plans about? coming up for the summer? I don't have anything going on right now. Hmm. Nothing at all. Life is pretty boring right now. We got to work on that. I do. Like going over to the Dinker House, you know, since it's across the street from here. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? It's funny. I keep saying I'm going to go there, and I haven't yet. Mm-hmm. I think they, I think they sold out. I think last week was um, Anthony David, if I remember correctly. And really? I think they sold out. Oh, well, that's cool. Yeah, I had no idea about that. But yeah, he did. I told have... you last week. <laughs> he tried to get, to get you some comp tickets. Don't be playing. <laughs> <laughs> well, tonight is one of my favorite nights because we get to talk to my guy. Mike Boone. Oh, Mike Boone. Anytime I get him on, it's, it's a great time. And according to system. We're going to be talking about something that is very dear to me this evening. Right, Sister Sweet? Black sportation movie music. Oh, that's fantastic. So does that mean that I should be saying black exploitation movie quotes all night or please do, because I don't know any. What? I was only like two years old. I'm just kidding. <laughs> You know the first movie. The first movie I ever saw, I think was I was it Cleopatra Jones, one of Great those. Movie. You know that's the first movie I went to see. And when they used to have like neighborhood theaters, mm-hmm. you know, walked we walked to the theater, and that was the first movie. Even though I wasn't supposed to be there because it was rated R, I think. But um, you know, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it, and looking at. Mike's playlist. I'm like, my goodness, that's from a movie. I remember that song. That's from a movie. So yeah, please come on with the quotes because I don't have any. You are killing me right now, and you know why? Because you're supposed to know that stuff. Why am I supposed to know quotes from black exploitation films? <laughs> you know, my 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 films run, my film life runs more towards um, like. I don't know. That's my saw film, but you know, it it doesn't run to that genre at all. Oh. Oh. I got, I, but I'm a fi- I'm a fine one before the night's over. <laughs> you know, for all of the eligible gentlemen that watch this show, I know what you're thinking. You're saying, okay, she already showed that she doesn't watch basketball. She's not into football. And now she doesn't know exploitation movies. But I want you to hey. know, she is still a great woman. Thank you, because I know the Spurs won. Thank you very much. I'm glad you know that. I know that. I know that because I saw it on Facebook. There you go. And I'm sure that if we <laughs> asked ask us to sweep the name three Spurs players, I'll bet she could, just to wow you. But we're not okay. going to put her on. Please don't, because I'm probably, I was just getting ready to say um, Dwayne oh, Wade, whatever his name is. Oh, oh my God. Stop. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. See. You know, well, I used to be a better girlfriend potential because I used to watch sports, but you know, yeah, it is what that? it is. I don't know. I just kind of grew out of it, you know. Kind of like I, I, you know, I grew out of you know, Stargate SG One. You kind of like get over stuff, <laughs> and get into new stuff. <laughs> okay, well, right now the World Cup's happening, so everyone is into soccer right now. That, that's that's what's going on right now. Now I'm not a big soccer guy, but the World Cup is interesting. I bet it is, and it I is. actually might watch a game or two because I do like it, soccer. It is. It is because you got all these countries trying to beat each other. That makes it interesting in itself. So, you know, I'm not a big soccer guy, but the the premise is very intriguing. It is, and it's probably the biggest sports event in the world. You know, because soccer is so big around the world, even if it's not that big here in the United States. Yeah, it is. You know, I've, heard, I've seen some pictures and, and heard some awful things about the poor, like being evicted from their homes so they could build stadiums and stuff like that. I don't know if it's all true, but, um, you know, the poor always get the shaft, regardless. I don't care if it's, you know, trying to clean up the city for, you know, the Olympics in, in, in the United States or wherever. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to do whatever it takes to make the the city, quote-unquote, more visitor-friendly. Right. You know. Hey, speaking yeah. of international stuff, you know, I heard that. I think you were the one who told me that um, um, Obama needs to step up and send, like, what's his name, the guy from 24? See, I don't watch TV. I've never seen an episode of 24. But uh, Bauer, you, Bauer you're, 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 yeah. killing, you're killing yourself right now. But yes, Jack Bauer. <laughs> I know people need to read a book every once in a while. But um, <laughs> you know, um, I did hear that they captured the leader of the group. I don't know if that's going to do any good for the girls. No, I didn't know that. The US, yeah, the U.S. Um, supposedly captured the leader of the the group that's kidnapped the girls this week. Oh, but it's just like I would. Billy Dog, that's all. Or at least that's what I say. Just start pulling his toenails off. He'll talk. (laughs) Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's that's interesting because I was. That's a long story, but for some reason today I was thinking about what it must feel like to have your fingernails pulled off. Mm. As a torture device. Yeah. Actually, I missed it. I was over someone's house, and they were watching um, NCIS, and that was done. So I was just wondering, that must be pretty damn painful. NCIS. Oh, I love that show. It's like the Senior Citizens A Team. (laughs) But you know what? The thing about it is that even like, um, you know, I I, um, went to school in the 80s, um, Mm -hmm. and... um, college in the 80s, and I missed a lot of television. So 
Lord, when I first got Netflix, you know, some of the first shows I watched were uh, Murder, She Wrote. Wow. <laughs> things like that. Because I missed them. The Cosby, you know, Cosby show, things like that. Because I missed them. I was too busy studying, you know, to right. make time to watch TV. I don't even think I even had, We might have had a TV, um, but I don't remember actually just sitting down and just vegging on television. Mm-hmm. Between working and um, going to school. You know, there wasn't time, so. So, yeah, I look at a lot of old shows like Matlock and. Wow. Yeah, I am my grandmother. I know that now as, I, as it comes out of my mouth. <laughs> I'm my grandmother. <laughs> I may as well okay. break out the moo-moos. Mm. Wow. You're too much. <laughs> Well, before we bring Mike Boone on, uh, to tell you uh, about a few things that are going on in the Neo Soul verse. Um, okay. I think I was last week when um, it was last week when Jared Lawson was on, and he is blowing up. He is like oh. headed, I think he's like the number one um, artist on the Soul charts or something on Amazon right now. Um, Number one on all kinds of charts in the UK and around the world. And um, people, you probably heard them first in the United States on this station. We won't get credit for that. Yeah, we won't get credit for it, but it's okay. Some of the things that are coming up um, around the country... um, we have Faith Evans with Martin Luther. Are you familiar with Martin Luther? Not Martin Luther King. But <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be. <laughs> I like his music. I think I have all his albums, and um, kind of like a rock soul thing going on. But they're going to be live at the Grove in Sacramento, um, California, on the twenty-first. Um, okay. And. There was something else going on I wanted to tell you about. Um, I didn't really have a chance to really get my neo-soul focus on today, but um, one thing that's happened is your your girl, Terry Tobin, um, who has a new single out. Have you heard it? No. Yes. Shine. Yes. Yes. Yes, yeah, she's rising up the charts as well. I saw some posts on that today. And she's going to be performing with Anthony David, who's also one of my favorites. Um, this is a little ways away, probably um, about a month away, but it's going to be at the Third Street Theater in Phoenix, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's going to be a great show. I would love to see her perform live. Um, we got to get, get her back on the show to talk about her new music coming up, too, and what she's involved in. Definitely. And uh, what else is going on? Um, there's been a uh, lot not, of talk about. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I was guessing that V has a show coming up. I saw. You know, I don't remember the particulars though. <laughs> well, you gotta find out. That's your girl I too. Know. I know. That's your girl too. There's been a here in Memphis. There's um, you know, it's so funny because um. I like Outcast. 
Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I do. But, I mean, his show, I mean, the, the show in Atlanta sold out so fast. I'm like, really? Mm. People in Memphis were pissed because they're, you know, you know, like, trying to get online with Ticketmaster and everything. And... Um, they couldn't get they couldn't get tickets to go see Outcast. They said they had to the second show. Like, really? They still like. I didn't know Outcast was hot. I didn't either. <laughs> wow. I didn't either. I was like, Outcast is an Outcast like ten years ago. But right. I, you know, I think it's a generational thing. People remember, you know, what they liked when they were kids or young adults or whatever. Okay. You used to listen to them? Yeah, I used to like them, but um, back in 2001, when I was driving towards the hall that I was getting married in, mm-hmm. the last song I listened to was an Outcast song. <laughs> I guess that marriage didn't go that well, huh? And, and no, it did not, and I still remember that last song playing as I pulled into that <laughs> That is funny. Isn't that funny? I haven't listened to them since. It's, but songs have a way of doing that. You listen to, you hear a song at a special time, if it's good or bad, and either you want to you listen to it again or you don't because of that. So... Anyway, are you ready to bring on the Chancellor of Soul? The man is here? Hmm? He's here. Oh, man. Give, yeah, give He's him as here. much time as possible. We, okay. Shoot. He is here. He just he just appeared. So without further ado, welcome Mike Boone, the Chancellor of Soul. Read the hard way. I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. <laughs> oh, wow. Good evening. What's up, Booty? Everything's good, man. How you been? How you, how you hey. guys and gals out there in music land doing? We are doing good. And Sister Sweet had no idea what I was just singing when I said that. She had no idea. I had you no idea what you were I thought, like, you singing plantation songs or what? What's going on? You, you, you knew exactly what that was, didn't you? Mm, three the hallway. There you go. You pressure me, yeah. Come on. I'm, I'm working on her, Booty. It's just hard work. It's hard work. Uh, hey, before we, go, before we go any further, before I forget, I want to wish Mike Boone, the Chancellor of Soul, a very happy belated birthday. Hey, oh, happy thank birthday. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, folks. I appreciate that. Oh. Did you have a good time? Yeah. It was, you know, basically it was a nice, quiet day. Actually, it's uh, the real... Celebration begins on the weekend. I'm just be hanging with some friends and for a little birthday thing, you know. So mm-hmm. it, it was a weekday, you know. And um, but you know, Saturday is that's the day, you know. I'll be celebrating. Mm-hmm. But it was really nice. It was really nice. It's just beautiful to make another year, you know. And every, I'm every, blessed, day. Blessed. every day, every yep. day, you know. I'm so I'm blessed, blessed, you know. And so yes, it was beautiful. Thank you so much. For that shout-out, I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us what, what made you come up with this theme about uh, black exploitation movies, movie well, music, rather. Well, I grew up with, you know, the black exploitation movies, you know, in the 70s, and I remember when they started them, 
And uh, it was so many of these movies that came out. You know, it became like a cultural thing for black cinema. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was a coming-of-age thing because we had just left the 60s, you know, with um, the race riots and things and protests, Vietnam, which actually Vietnam was still going on at the time when these films were uh, out in the theaters. And it was just so much at the time. The music, you know, was amplified. We had Jimi Hendrix. We had uh, uh, a lot of things that were going on. And I would say after the assassination of Dr. King, things started to really change. Uh, Even a little before that, because, you know, we had the Black Panthers, and a lot of parent organizations were basically black people were just getting basically tired of waiting for things to change. And basically, you know, we weren't shown a lot on television and in movies, except we had Sidney Poitier, we had Harold Fonte, we had some of the black actors and actresses that were out there, you know, and, 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 and God bless Cindy Portier because he played, like, dignified roles, you know, mm-hmm. to more or less uplift uh, the characterization of black people, you know. And um, we weren't stepping fetches, you know, and, and God bless them, too, because if it wasn't for them, there would be no Cindy Portier or any of these films, you know. So all of that, you know, insane. When the 70s, after the assassination of Dr. King, things changed. You started seeing more black people on television. You know, we had TV shows like The Mod Squad, which was my favorite cop show at that time. And um, we had Julia. We had the Bill Cosby show. We had, you know, a lot of black people were starting to, you know, get noticed on television and even in movies. So um, someone had the, the, the wonderful idea of saying, why don't we make black films? And Melvin Van Peebles, he's a perfect example. Mm-hmm. One of the first in black, you know, directors to come out with mm-hmm. um, sort of what they call indie films now, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, God bless him because he he's one of the pioneers. And, you know, so many, you know. And then we had Ozzie Davis who directed one of my favorite movies that came out in 1970. That was Cotton Comes to Harlem. And uh, so, I mean, after that, it just picked up from there. When Cotton Comes to Harlem made made money, you know, um, box office receipts just went up. They said, hey, you know what? The, a lot of the film companies were saying, you know, I think we can do something, you know, because they didn't think black people were profitable, you know, on their own. So when they started coming out with, with the pictures like Cotton Comes to Harlem, The Watermelon Man, and then Sweet Sweet Back, Badass Song, and... Shaft and Superfly and, you know, Comeback Charleston Blue and so many of these movies, they they made a lot of money, mm-hmm. you know, in these films. So um, I decided I wanted to more or less, you know, do something tribute to Black Esports because you hear it so much in this generation. You know, Snoop Dogg was a, is a perfect example of representation of the Black Esportation era, you know, because in the hip-hop era. You know, because he represents that, you know, with Soul Plane and all the other movies that came out with mm-hmm. him in there, you know. So uh, the generation of, the hip-hop generation, I might as well say, you know, are very familiar with these movies. And it just it just slithered into the hip-hop generation, which, you know, it's really kind of an honor, you know, because um, a lot of the kids now... Um, 
look at these films and like Black Caesar and all these other films, and they, you know, the, the curiosity is just there. You know, mm-hmm. and black people are in them. You know, we had black people that were in the movies. You know, <laughs> so and they were playing black heroes. They were playing the superhero. So you know, when I was growing up, we needed that because, like I said earlier, I stated earlier about the riots that was going on in, in the sixties. You know, there were really no stability. You know, we needed black mm-hmm. heroes. We needed somebody, you know, to be the badass. Excuse my expression. Mm-hmm. You know, we needed somebody. We needed to get that out from us. So we got characters like Black Caesar, Shaft, you know, and, you know, Superfly. Yeah, because basically Superfly was trying to get out of the game. Right. The drug game, you know. So, and um, uh, Cotton Comes to Harlem, they were, they were super cops, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it just, it just was we needed that, you know. It was like a medicine for us, basically. Do you think that um I mean you hear a lot of you hear a lot of um complaints today about black mo- movies and I, I preface this by saying I'm not as familiar with um those that era of movies that I should be I'm going to go ahead and you know like set my Netflix playlist again but um do you think that today's black films uh, some of them rather not all of them but some of them that have been accused of um, basically, uh, creating a character caricature of black people. I, I kind of think that it's kind of different now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. than it um, used to be. I mean, yeah, I mean, they, they were they were they were you know pimps and drug dealers and whatever, mm-hmm. but they were superheroes, like you said. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't get that sense now that there are superheroes. Well, you know what, like you said, it's a different era. You know, you're talking now 40 years afterwards. Mm-hmm. You know, now we're in the 21st century. And they're trying to make replicas of the black exploitation era in some of these movies. You know, like, like I said, this is the hip-hop generation now. So, you know, it's similar and it's not similar. You know, um, let me clarify, you know, the superhero thing. Um, a lot of times... And when you look at these movies, like with Fred Williamson and all of them, it's it's good and bad. You know, you have to weigh your options here, uh, pro and con, because some of the if some of them were basically stereotyped. You know, uh, you got to understand these movies went around the world too. So mm-hmm. when the Japanese and the Asian people had looked at these movies, they clar- they said, well, black people, well, not all of them, you know, or like. Germany and all the other places that went around the world, they assumed that black people were drug dealers, number runners, hustlers, pimps, all of us. You know, that's mm-hmm. the bad part about, you know, the black exploitation movies. Not all of the movies represented that, but the majority of them did. So, you know, um, it's good and bad. As far as today's movies, it's more violent uh, than it was, say, uh, 40 years ago when I used to go to the movies it's more um, gunplay which it was in those days with you know Black Caesar and Shaft and all those but it was a story behind these movies there was a story why did Priest and Superfly wanted to get out of the drug game he was tired he said listen they're going to offer me you know somebody's going to offer me I need to get out of this 
So, you know, uh, if any of you have seen Superfly, that's basically what it was. It's really a brilliant piece of movie. The Mac is another example of Goldie, you know, uh, Max Julian, who was played by Max Julian, is really a kind of a hypnotic type movie about how pimps live and how they get the ladies to come and, you know, be prostitutes. And it's really, and when I saw it year, many years ago, as I'm older now, looking at this, I said, this is really a powerful movie. Because you really have to study the fanatics of the movie and understand why it's not good to get in the pimp game and how dangerous it is for these young ladies to get in this, especially young girls that are naive from various parts of the country that want to come to New York City and make it big or Los Angeles or whatever. So it was a very powerful movie on how to get involved in the game and how you can really the game can take over you, you know, and so forth. So, mm-hmm. yeah, as far as your question, um, it's, it's a difference because of the, because of the era. Yeah. Uh, it's okay. more violent now because now it's, you're glorifying, which they did back then too. It was kind of a glorification too. But now it's more glorified than ever because now they're telling the real side of what's going on now, mm-hmm. you know. So I hope I answered your question. I just I just rambled on. <laughs> oh, you did, you did, you did. I could talk about that forever. I have so yeah. many ideas. But let's get into the music, so we can have time to talk about the music. Great. Afterwards. Hey. Hey. Hello. Yes. What? We're going right into the music. What? You don't want to listen to the music? I wasn't ready. This is an what? exciting. And you know I'm bubbling over with excitement because. <laughs> The type of subject that I always <laughs> you, you obviously are, because that was like a, like a scream. I'm like, that's a little girl scream. I'm sorry. Anyway. All right. Let me just before you hit play on the music. We're gonna have words, we have a we, we have a mix of music, play. and we'll talk about it. We'll, we're gonna talk about it after we play it. Okay. Okay. Before you, you okay? play it. Are you okay? Do I need to send an ambulance or anything? Just let me know. But before you play it, I mean, since since we're doing a theme here, in the birds of Antonio Fargas, hair's like a woman. You treat it good and it treats you good. Ain't that right, honey? You hear what I'm saying? Yeah, you've got to hold it, caress it, and love it. And if your hair gets out of line, you take a scissor and say, hair, I'm going to cut you. Wow. <laughs> He memorized the whole the half of the script. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what do you, no you got nothing to do on the weekends? That's all you're doing, looking at movies and memorizing them. Wow. I mean, that, well, you know, I'm, I'm bad with Cooley High. Cooley High is my all-time favorite movie, and I do know all the dialogue from there as well, so I'm just as bad. I really am. But Clint yeah. Patrick Jones you're talking about, that's when he was, um, he had that dude, and he was patting his head and, very good. Yes, Patrick Jones, another great I should, one. Yeah, I should, I should know that, but I'm going to do better. When you know better, you do better. So anyway, mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and start the music, and we'll talk later. Okay. All right. What we're going to do right here is go back, <coughs> way back, back into time.
One more word, soul brother. You had it made. <laughs> Black folks would have followed you anywhere. You could have been another Marcus Garvey or even another Malcolm X. But instead, you ain't nothing but a pimp with a chicken shit backbone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anybody want to guess that one? <laughs> I can tell you. That's one of my favorite no lines of that movie. I know it is because that's one of the best lines in that movie. Yeah, yeah, and we quoted that too. Well, for did, uh, what about you, sister? Can you get that one? Please. Was it like uh, New Jack Swing? Oh, no, no. <laughs> New Jack City. <laughs> oh, I don't goodness. know. I have no idea. <laughs> mm-hmm. See, it's from uh, the movie I mentioned earlier, Cotton Comes to Harlem, mm-hmm. and that's when he's talking to. Um, uh, what's his name? Calvin Lockhart, because he played Deacon. Um, oh man, Deacon O'Malley, mm-hmm. and you know he was misleading people and you know taking the uh, the money you know that people gave to him to go back to Africa. It was like one of the Marcus Garvey um, followings in the 1920s. So he was trying to do a Marcus Garvey, but anything he just was a thief. You know, he he stole exactly. black folks' money, and you know, and the funny thing about that is because there was a song that came out around that time that movie came out called "Stealing in the Name of the Lord" by a guy mm. named Paul Kelly. It was a big hit, the summer of 1970 when that movie was out, and it was talking mm-hmm. about crooked preachers, and mm. that record had you know had loads of protests. We had a station down here, uh, I think it's still around WWRL. That was like the number one soul AM station in the world in New York at the time. And wow. um, they played that song and a lot of protests from the church organizations saying, how could you put that on the air talking about how black preachers like that, you know, and everything. <laughs> so, and then the movie Cotton Comes to Harlem. Yeah, yeah, right, you know. So I just wanted to, you know, both was like they, they coincide with each other. So, but, yeah, that's where that's from, Cotton Comes to Harlem. Very I have a list of all the all the songs you um, had on there. I was trying to follow along, but kind of skipped around. So what are some of the songs you want to tell us about? Some history behind some of the songs you want to tell us about. Cornbread. 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 Oh, cornbread. No, we're not, we're not talking about dinner. <laughs> <laughs> you are killing me tonight, man. No. 
one of the last songs was from the movie Cornbread Earl and Me, which was the first appearance of a famous black actor. But we know Sister Sweet doesn't know who that is. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I'm going I'm to guess. It was James well, Earl Jones. Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it was his first he was movie. A, he, was, mm-hmm. he was a child in the movie. That's right. Who witnessed his hero, Cornbread, the basketball star, shot to death by police. Yep. And Cornbread was the famous Laker, if I'm remembering right. That's right. I'll agree to mention mm-hmm. that. Yep. <laughs> Wilkins, yeah, that's right. Man, these are good memories, man. Well, you know, that <laughs> soundtrack was by a group called the Blackbirds. And the Blackbirds had, you know, they would be group at the time. And mm-hmm. a year after that, they would have a big hit called Rockery Park. And that, mm-hmm. that's the song, Doing It In the Park, Doing It After Dark. Right, right. That one. And um, Happy Music. And, you know, uh, they were uh, protégés of Donald Byrd, the late, great Donald Byrd, the jazz musician. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, from Howard University. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, you heard Hunt 10th Street. That was Bobby Womack, which was Mm -hmm. featured in American Gangster. One of my favorites. Well, across Hunt 10th Street? The movie? Yeah. No, the song. I know it's from a movie. Oh, Oh. Oh, I didn't know about the movie. I didn't know if you were talking about the song or the movie. Yeah, it was a great song. Um, Originally, that's the song that Al Green was supposed to do. They asked Al Green to do the soundtrack for that movie. And Al Green, yeah, Al Green said no. He turned it down flat. You know, he said, no way. Wow. Uh, I represent love. I am not representing <laughs> drugs or, you know, trying to glorify drugs and, and, and gambling and anything like that. So he turned it down, and they gave it to Bobby Womack. Bobby Womack said, I can, I can pin it up in a half hour. <laughs> and so, because he lived it, you know what I mean? And uh, mm-hmm. so he said, I can do it. And the next thing you know, it came, it was a classic, you know. And, of course, that was um, uh, Anthony Quinn. And uh, Yaffe Coto and James uh, Francisco, Franciscus, and uh, another classic. Of course, you know um, Superfly Shaft, Isaac Hayes, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, won the Oscar, and the Golden Globe for Shaft, and Curtis Mayfield, Superfly, Masterpiece LP. Um, Willie Shaft. Hutch. Yeah, uh-huh. mm. Go ahead. I love with, Shaft. Go ahead with yeah. your quote. Oh, you want one from Shaft? Mm-hmm. About when you lead your revolution, Whitey better be standing still because you don't run worth a damn no more. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. <laughs> well, I'm really enjoying this. Well, I, my favorite line in that movie is where the captain comes in, um... Uh, the hot dog place. And Shaft is mm-hmm. eating a hot dog. So Lieutenant says, Well, John, what did you get? He looks at him, he chews his hot dog, he says, I got laid. <laughs> and then he walks out. <laughs> and then he eats the hot dog and he walks out because he just got laid by, you know, he was at his lady's house and they uh-huh. made love. And then that was it. <laughs> so. Oh, man. <laughs> You'll never see. Dudes that cool in movies again, right? No, not heroes like Richard Roundtree or anything like that. Oh, man. And, of course, the other songs, um, Let's Do It Again, that was Bill Cosby, Sidney Portier. And that's when the black... I'm sorry, you said Bill Cosby? Huh? 
No, you didn't say Bill Cosby. The movie. Let's the movie. do it again. Let's do it Bill again. Bill Cosby, Cosby Sidney Poitier. Yeah, Sidney Poitier and Bill oh, okay. Cosby. Oh, yes. I'm where I heard Bill Cosby. You, like, you, did, Cosby? you did see that movie, right? Mm, yeah. Oh. I did. Oh, God. I, I did. <laughs> the, well, if you did, then you know that Biggie Smalls got his name mm-hmm. from that movie. That's right. You, you know that Farnsworth Bentley... Puff Daddy's partner got his name from that movie. Yep, that's right. You know that, no, that a lot of things really came out of that movie. Even, uh, <laughs> and a number one even, record, so number one song too. And Craig Mack got his name from that movie. That's right. Wow. No, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. They sure did. Yep. Jimmy Walker, JJ from Good Times, played a boxer in that movie, whose name was. Bootsy, Bootsy uh, Bootsy Farnsworth. Bootsy Farnsworth. Or Bentley Farnsworth, whatever it was. They, the Puff Daddy guy just switched it around. That's all. Yeah. But same name. Yeah, that was his movie. That He loved that movie as a kid. You know, he, he well, I mean, and then the movie was shown on television quite a bit, too, and then videos came out at the time. So mm-hmm. when, um, when uh, uh, Biggie was a kid, he rented the video course you know because mm-hmm. he was he was only three years old when the movie came out because he was born 72 so movie came out 75 late 75 and he was just like three years old at the time so you know of course he's not gonna remember the premiere of it but out of right. that movie came those that was that trivia that you just said and the number one mm-hmm. for the staple singers and their last big hit and um after that then okay then you had like you said cornbread i was blackbirds willie hutch did foxy mm-hmm. brown and the mac and that's mm. the song, Brothers Gonna Work It Out, you know, oh. and uh, I Choose You, which was the flip side of Brothers Gonna Work It Out. And who was the one that sampled I Choose You? It was a rapper a few years ago. I don't know if it's um, Craig Mack or one of those guys, one of those rappers that sampled uh, Willie Hutch's song, I Choose You. Oh, shoot, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was, you know, uh, part of the, the Mac soundtrack and um cotton comes to harlem i featured that one because that was sort of like the beginning of black exportation really you know mm-hmm. uh you know as far as because uh, i mean well that as far as the genre of black exportation because it was a movie before that jim brown had called tick 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 where he played a black mm-hmm. sheriff i don't know if you remember that movie in a, no. in a white town and uh, that was like in the beginning of 1970, but they don't mention that. So Cotton Comes Harlem, which made a lot of money, uh, and the director debuted of the late great Ozzy Davis, um, premiered. And mm-hmm. the guy George Timpton, he's the one that's singing in the theme for Cotton Comes Harlem. That's the scene where the dancer Billy is dancing on this bale of cotton, and she's a stripper. So she does a strip tease to that song at the Apollo Theater, and they filmed it at the Apollo in 69. So, um, yep, that was George Tipton. He was a producer for Jose Feliciano. I don't know if you guys are, uh, are familiar with his song, Light My Fire, mm-hmm. which was done by The Doors. And then he came out with it in 68. George Tipton was the producer of that song. And then a year later, they asked him to do that soundtrack. And then Melba Moore is featured. I guess you guys remember Melba Moore. She's oh, featured yeah. in that soundtrack. Yeah, 
she's featured, you know, in that soundtrack, and she sings a song on they call Ain't Now, But It's Going to Be Black Enough for Me. And um, she's in the movie. A lot of people miss Melba Moore, but she's in that movie, Cotton Comes to Harlem. Mm-hmm. She's the one where Deco Malley's on the stage, and after he's beaten up by Raymond St. Jocks, okay, and, and the back, in, backstage of the Apollo, he's all bruised up, beat up, mm-hmm. and these three sisters are on stage singing a gospel song. Well, one of those sisters in the middle, no, in like the first out of the three is Melba Moore. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Melba Moore is one of the three out of, out, out of those three sisters. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah. And I think, um, I think we went through the songs, right? Cross Hunt, 10th Street. Yeah. Foxy Brown, Coffee, that was Roy Ayers, the great Roy Ayers, this, the xylophonist, the, the guy that gave you Runaway in 77, a big party record. That's one of Doobie Doo, Run, 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 that one. He played this <laughs> on the soundtrack of uh, Coffee. And, um, yeah. How about um, Trouble Man? Did we go through that one by Marvin Gaye? Trouble Man, yes. Another one. After Curtis and uh, Isaac, they asked Marvin to do that soundtrack. The movie flopped, but it was a big soundtrack. <laughs> and Trouble Man was by Robert Hooks, the actor Robert Hooks, who was in a TV show called NYPD. Not NYPD Blue that came out in the 90s, but the mm-hmm. original NYPD that came out in the 60s. Wow. And do you guys remember that show, NYPD? No. I don't. Nope. <laughs> nope. Yeah, I think it's a little before you. <laughs> this is when we started coming out on television, and that's one of the first gritty uh, cop shows besides Naked City that came out in the early 60s that really tell, tells the tale about New York City in the 60s. And Robert Hooks, great actor. He, of course, you know his son, Kevin Hooks, who's a director. Mm-hmm. Right. And that was his father, right. He played Trouble Man, and he was in the TV show NYPD. So um, Marvin Gaye set a jazz score to Trouble Man because Marvin was experimenting at the time, uh, jazz and R&B and pop, and he was just, he just mixed up a brew there. So you hear, you know, as a matter of fact, Don't Mess With Mr. T was a big sample record in the hip-hop community. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. So wow. if you listen closely to Trouble Man, it's jazz, really. You know, he made it very dramatic with the drums, mm-hmm. um, arrangements, Marvin, of course, being the genius as he was. Uh, that was it. Wow. This might have to be a two-part show. I know. I'm like, we got to bring you back for the rest some more because I'm like, I just have so many questions and we're running out of time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just want to, like, talk about this forever in fact you know if as we've been talking i've been like putting all these movies into my um list at netflix so i'm going to spend the weekend like looking at these movies <laughs> because like i told quash i mean i went to um i went i think the first movie i ever saw was it was it cleopatra jones it was something mm. with pam greer that's the first movie mm-hmm. i ever saw in the 70s. and um, But, you know, I'm going to, like, look them up and try to find, you know, so I can, like, quote stuff like Q. Yeah, yeah. you have another quote, Q, before we, you know, we get out of here? 
Um, you know what? Just for Booney, we'll, we'll go out with a big one. How about I went along with that thing of yours about getting out because I had nothing else. When I get out, what am I going to do? I don't know nothing else but dope, baby. Taking it, <laughs> selling it, bank rolling some other small-time pusher. You know, you got this fantasy in your head about getting out of the life and setting that other world on its ear. What the F you going to do except hustle besides pimping? You really ain't got the stomach for that. No, man, I ain't putting you down. If it wasn't for you, I probably wouldn't be here. I'd be OD'd someplace. Wow. Just trying to make it real, baby, like it is. I mean, maybe this is what you're supposed to do. Maybe this is what you grow into. Just think about it. Don't throw it out. Just think about it. You cannot tell Carl me you memorize that. You're reading, you're reading that because you cannot have memorized that much. I'm absolutely not reading that. As you <laughs> are in the studio, <laughs> is, is the Q-Man studio with you, Sister Sweet, tonight? Well, before you go, that was Carly and Superfly. That's yes. when he, yeah, that's when he wanted the money, and Priest wanted the money out of the safe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, good for you. you. You know, you need to go into acting, because I can't imagine how actors actually do that. You that know, memorize great. all those lines. That was really you know, great. this is my thing, Sister Sweet. You're talking about movies. That's <laughs> movies and TV, it's, and don't let it be something I really liked like this. Like, we didn't even get into how Gopher from the Love Boat and Marla Gibbs were both in Black Belt Jones. Like, yep. we didn't get to all of the stuff that I would have wanted to get to. Oh, don't you forget Scatman Crothers. He was in that movie oh, also. Oh, how did I see? Okay. Hey, okay. Papa, he's the one that sees that girl's butt in uh, the movie, okay. too. Yeah. You guys got to stop it, because I don't know what the heck you're talking okay. about. Because we're about to run out of time. Uh-oh. Yeah, we are. And wasn't he Papa Doc? All right, all right, all right, all right. We're going to come back to this. We're gonna, we got to come back to this. we got a minute left. Booney, this was one of my favorites. As you can Thank see, you. I am well-versed in the black exploitation cinema. Yes, we see. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of my favorite things. And with, with under 30 seconds, I have pictures with Jim Kelly and Fred Williamson. I'm still trying to t- track down Jim Brown. He's wow. the last one out of the group that I need a picture with. Wow. So hopefully I get it. Yeah. But it's been fun with you guys, and this, we have to do a part two of this. So We definitely will. Booney, as always, you were fantastic. Thank you. So were you. <laughs> <laughs> it's been sweet, you know. We'll we'll get you there, Sister do, Sweet. Don't worry about it. I gotta do it. better, like you always say. I gotta do better. That's right, Sister Sweet and myself will be back next week, and we'll try to do better. For Booney, for X2DL.com, have a good week. It's gonna be hot. Go to the beach. Take your top off. Until then, <laughs> we see you next week. God bless everybody. Thanks for joining us. Good night. Good night. <laughs>